You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. I hope you had a fantastic 4th of July. Uh, I hope you weren't feared into not celebrating your country's birth, uh, your country's 244th birthday. Uh, I hope you celebrated without fear. I know there are people out there trying to instill fear everywhere. They want you to fear your country. They want you to fear your history. They, they want you to fear the, uh, coronavirus, Wuhan virus, you know, whatever they're calling it today. Uh, but I hope you had a good time. Um, and, you know, I, I wanna, I'm gonna jump into something right here, but we've got a packed show today. Uh, so you are going to want to pull in close to your to your speakers, to your devices, however you're listening to this show, however you are listening to me today, you're going to want to listen very intently. Uh, and by the way, you are tuned into America's Web Radio. Uh, this is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. And we're jam-packed, folks. I, I want to uh, listen. We're gonna, I have a guest for those of you watching. And yes, you are on camera. <laughs> For those of you watching, uh, to my left uh, is uh, is Ruth the Truth Stinger, and Stringer. I'm sorry, Stringer. Uh, that's my fault, folks. <laughs> Ruth the Truth Stringer. She's running in a special election for DeKalb County Sheriff, yes. and I'm going to bring her on here shortly. And you're going to want to hear what she has to say, uh, because despite what uh, some of you guys think, um, I can sit hand-in-hand hand with a Democrat. <laughs> so, but you're a special kind of Democrat, and we're going to have a good conversation. So so stay tuned, uh, everyone, please. You're going to want to hear what Ruth has to say, because Ruth, Ruth's going to bring some light to some things that, that we've here on America's Web Radio have tried to bring light to, which is uh, the big problems with the DeKalb County, big problems with the southern south DeKalb County and, and the, the whole history of the sheriff's office. Yeah. Um, we with, uh, because, you know, we here are huge supporters of Harold Dennis, who yes. is a friend of yours. Friend of mine. And uh, we, Harold and I have sat here and tried to bring light to a lot of the problems with the sheriff's office. And I think it's going to be neat to hear from the perspective of somebody who's been a Democrat uh, probably for a long time. Yeah. And uh, so we'll hear your perspective. So it'll be nice to hear that. So stay tuned, folks. We're going to get into that. I also want to just right off the bat, I, I've got to get into this because I'm hearing so much fear mongering going on um, about the Wuhan virus, the, the Corona night, the coronavirus, the COVID-19. So I want to give you a few facts, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm not going to get into the virus. I'm not going to get into mask wearing or not or look, wear it if you want to. I, 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 if you're a business owner, it is your right. If you have a private business and you don't want somebody to come in without a mask, then you tell them, hey, I'm sorry, we're not going to serve you. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I support that. Um, I support freedom and liberty in this country, and I support people making their own decisions. Um, but I do want to tell you just a little bit here some some, major, some big, big, big facts that you're not hearing in the mainstream media uh, because they're trying to use fear because with fear comes control. And and we have a, a political establishment right now that's that's really got a taste of some unbelievable power in these last few months, and they don't want to let go of it. Uh, so let me give you some – as you hear the reports of the cases going up, the Wuhan cases, people are – the number of people that are getting the, the disease or the, the virus – what they're not telling you, and take note, they're not telling you the death rate. 
Well, a few months ago, all they wanted to report was the death rate, and now they don't want to report the death rate. And common sense will tell you to ask yourself why. And the reason is, is the death rate is falling. The cases are going up, yes, because we are testing more than any country in the world, and we're, I mean, we're testing, we got testing centers everywhere. And when you test, you're going to find people who've had the disease already, uh, who've, the virus already, who've gotten over the virus, who, who, I mean, you're, you're going to find all kinds of things, but, those numbers are being counted as cases as well they should be because we need to know it's great to know who had it because if you had it and got over it you can go donate plasma blood and please listen to me uh, there are people who are having trouble with the virus so if you've had it and you've gotten over it uh, after 14 days go donate blood to the red cross because your plasma can be used to help elderly people who are having struggles with the with the virus or, or or other people with immune deficiencies who might be having a struggle so so do that do that just you know that's a good thing to do um that's not about a d or an r that's just about helping your fellow citizen uh but the death rate's going down and you're not hearing that so as as the cases go up from people being tested the big number that should matter to you are the deaths and that's going down and let me tell you another number you're hearing hospitalizations are going up. All you're hearing from the media, and this again is, is why the media drives me nuts when, when they do a disservice, because you're hearing the media go around telling you that hospitals are up, hospitalizations, hospitalizations, we're, 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 we might get overrun when hospitals. Well, what they're not telling you is only 15% of the hospitalizations that have been going on in Texas and across the country over these past uh, month or so, only 15% are COVID-19 patients. That means 85% of the other hospitalizations are not COVID-19. They're not telling you that, folks. They're not telling you because they want you to be fearful of the disease that's actually on the decline or the virus is on the decline. So you've got 15%. So your question probably is, well, gosh, Victor, if it's only 15%, then what are the other hospitalizations? Well, folks, you got to understand, we had hospitals shut down and open only to COVID patients for, for a few months. Now hospitals are open. Now people who have, should have been getting cancer screenings are getting cancer screenings. Uh, people who've had other issues are going now to the doctor when they haven't been going. They're going to the hospitals. They're going to the ERs. Uh, that is driving up hospitalizations. So, again, only 15% of this hospitalizations over the last few weeks have been COVID-19. So remember that. that and, and, folks... The other number to know is who's getting the virus, who's testing positive. Well, right now, the median age has dropped down to, I believe, the age of 35. So younger people are getting it. And the only way we're going to reach herd immunity is for younger people to get it. Now, the fact that the elderly population, we're not seeing a surge with them, that's a good thing. And the elderly population is the one that we still need to care for. Um, they still need to be very careful on where they go and, and, and what kind of groups they're being part of. And the mask wearing and all that. Definitely, definitely got to have to look out for the elderly population. So, But right now, the elderly population is not seeing a big spike in cases. It's the younger population. And that's not a bad thing, believe it or not. Um, if you want to check anything that I'm telling you folks, because you know I always tell you, you can look this up for yourself. Don't You don't have to take it from me. And I don't want you to just take it from me. I want you to do your research. You are a better, well-informed voter and just a well-informed, better person if you do some research yourself. Um, whether you're hearing CNN or Fox or MSNBC, uh, no matter who it is that's telling you some, some facts or, or their opinion, uh, go do some research. Validate the opinion. 
Uh, that way you can develop your, a better narrative for yourself and better informed. And you'll be a, just an informed person all the way around. Uh, but go look up a guy named Dr. Atlas. Dr. Atlas has been doing uh, study after study after study on this Wuhan virus, COVID-19. Uh, he's been doing this study down in, uh, especially in Texas. Uh, go look him up. You're, you're going to see a lot of his testing results. Um, that's Dr. Atlas. Take, take, take a look. Take some time. Look him up. And you'll see where I'm getting some of my information from. Because I'm telling you real facts and real science and real data. I'm not giving you model data. I'm giving you stuff that's on the ground, a doctor who's on the ground, who sees patients every day, who's prescribing things to help uh, patients with COVID-19. Uh, so take a look at him. It's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. And there's a lot of information out there, folks. So look, we're Americans. We've, we've been through lots and lots of, 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 of issues and, and tribulations and um, some things even bigger than this. And we always come to come, come through it but we'll come through it better when we stand together. We're always, always, always going to overcome any adversary when we stand as Americans. We don't need to stand as, as this group over here or, or this group or that group. We need to stand as Americans because when we do, there is nothing, no adversary that is greater than the power of the citizen of the United States when we stand together because we are Americans. And uh, just ask any Marine or ask any uh, Army veteran, which um, that's, you know, when we stand together, we're our strongest. So so I just wanted to say that. So I want to move on a little bit. Uh, I also I, – I, we lost a, a – look, uh, some of you out there know that uh, I'm a uh, – well, I pretend to be a musician. <laughs> so I, uh, I played in several bands, and I love, love music. Music is such an inspiration to me. Uh, and my musical taste – you know, Ruth, maybe we'll, we'll talk about musical taste too if we yeah. get a chance just to get out of the mundane of politics. Uh, but my musical taste will go from Tchaikovsky mm. to Iron Maiden. Wow. To, uh, so I'm all over the board. All I love, love, love music. I just can't. I love music. It's a passion. Uh, well, we lost a great musician uh, by the name of Char- Charlie Daniels this mm-hmm. past weekend. Uh, Charlie Daniels was 83, I think. 83, 85, 83, David? 83. And uh, this guy was something else, folks. If you, if you like the fiddle or the violin, uh, well, you haven't seen a guy play it if you haven't seen Charlie Daniels. So do yourself a favor and uh, go to YouTube or, or Google or DuckDuckGo, a search on Charlie Daniels, and just watch some of his musicianship, uh, just the way that he can play a, a fiddle. It's absolutely amazing what he did with that uh, with that instrument. Uh, and that's not the only instrument. He was a guitar player also uh, and a songwriter, and he's got some great songs, um, one of which I'm sure everybody knows is The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Um, and, and no, he was not from Georgia, uh, Charlie Daniels. He was actually from North Carolina. But uh, I th- he did spend a lot of time in Georgia. And, and that is probably his most famous song, <laughs> As the Devil Went Down to Georgia. And if you're not familiar with it, well, by golly, then you need to go get caught up and go listen to some Charlie Daniels. Because uh, he was a you know, and, and Charlie Daniels, he was a good old country boy. He spent a lot of time in Nashville and, and played he was actually a uh, a studio musician. He played with Bob Dylan. He played with the Beatles. Uh, I think Ringo Starr. He wrote a song that Elvis pl- uh, produced and sang. Uh, I mean, the, Charlie Daniels was just his career isn't just Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> he, he had a lot. He was an amazing, amazing, talented man, and he will be missed. So uh, rest in peace, Mister Charlie Daniels. So. 
so one of the other things I wanted to get to today, folks, and and we're I'm going to try to get this fit this in before we go to break because when we come back from break, I want to get into a discussion with uh, Ruth the Truth uh, Stringer. Stringer. <laughs> so, uh, but I do. I, I wanted to ask the question: Why do so many in the establishment, Washington? Why do so many seem to hate America so much? And I want you to ask yourself this question. Uh, maybe this will be a, a homework assignment. Uh, maybe we'll do this this week and we'll come back and circle back to it next week. But why do so many elect, let's call it the elected class. You know, I like to refer to them as the elitist class. Uh, but but your, your elected official who's supposed to serve we the people, uh, why do so many of them seem to hate America? And then if you yourself... If you are supporting some of these, and I'm talking about the, 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 the elected officials who are out there calling Mount Rushmore a white supremacy uh, area. Uh, they got mad at, at President Trump for giving a speech on 4th of July in front of an amazing piece of art. Um, I'm talking about the people out there who are trying to put fear out there and scare you and, and – and convince you that America is such a bad place. If you believe that, then you need to really ask yourself why to give you your believe family that. Our love um, the perfect. I, I, I want you to really do some reflection on that because there are some elected officials right now, and, and we've got an election coming up in November. And some of them you need to look at and go, "Wow, do I need to vote for this person who seems to hate America?" <laughs> because it's a true question. It's a true question, and that's not. I'm not saying just Democrats or Republicans. I'm just talking about the elected class in Washington. There's there's a few of them. Uh, all right, we're going to go to a break here, and uh, when we come back, we're going to get into some interesting conversations. So you hold tight, guys. We will be right back. This is going to be a short break. This is uh, On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio. Go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. So you don't really... I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after the shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it. And you'll love having one in your oh, show. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Don't be that person. I know, I thought Whether it. cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, one other thing, I just had a listener point this out, and uh, I 
let me again thank all you listeners out there. Uh, you guys are what, what makes this show go on and on. It's just awesome for you guys to interact with me. And I had a great listener just say that uh, Charlie Daniels was also an awesome patriot. And, yes, he was. Uh, Charlie Daniels loved this country. You could hear it in his music. You could hear it whenever he was interviewed. Uh, he did not shy away at all from uh, his love for this country. Uh, so... Uh, thanks again to that listener for pointing that out. And uh, thanks again for all you listeners and all you new listeners who are just tuning in. Well, hold on and, and strap yourself onto a chair because, uh, you know, we here with On Point with Victor move pretty quick. And uh, sometimes we get some very fantastic guests. And look, I, Ruth, and, and look, everyone, I just want to go ahead and introduce uh, my guest today is uh, Ruth the Truth Stringer. That's right. And you are running uh, and for DeKalb County Sheriff. Yes, I am. Oh, that's excellent, excellent, because DeKalb County needs some help. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, they do. Um, but I want to get into uh, a little bit of your background first. Okay. Um, so you're a Marine. Yes, I am a United States Marine. That's where I, I started. I went to the Marine Corps from high school. Wow. Um, to assist with paying for uh, college because I had brothers in front of me and sisters behind me and my parents you know, I know they would struggle to do it, but mm-hmm. I could find a better way. So I joined the United States Marine Corps. I spent um, four years in the Marine Corps. You know, I came out, I went to college, mm-hmm. I joined the sheriff's office, and I retired from there May of last year. I did 30 years at the sheriff's office. You I, look way <laughs> too young to sit here and tell me you retired from the sheriff's I did, office. I did. I actually wow. served as the interim sheriff when Jeff Mann was suspended mm-hmm. for his uh, for that infraction he had. Um, so I have a career in law enforcement, you know, as I said, wow. and mm-hmm. I have a disciplined career because the Marine the Corps Marine starts Corps. you off that way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a no-nonsense journey. Right. So, yes. So that's I love it. I So I have two nephews that are uh, National Guardsmen. Okay. And uh, and a third nephew that's about to be on his way. Okay. And wow. um, I love it. I, um, I can't speak highly enough of the military. Yes. And um, the fact that you... Are a Marine, and and I will never, you will never hear me say X. No, any kind of military, and I and you know, Please. you know, once a Marine, always uh, a Marine. Yes, yes. and for Absolutely. those of you out there who are listening, who may not be familiar with military code or military way, um, the reason you will never hear me refer to ex military or ex Marine, especially or ex arm, is because once a Marine, always, always a, Marine. a Marine. So yes. you are a former Marine, or you're always a Marine. I mean, well, you are always once a Marine, Marine. and yes. and that's just the way it is, and. Um, so I, I like to make sure my listeners sure. understand uh, what's what's going on because every now and then I'll get messages going. Why do you refer that way? Why do you say that is why? So, um, but yeah, so so you so you've got this this gosh thirty plus years in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, so I grew up in DeKalb. So I, I was very fortunate, uh, just so you'll know a little bit about me, because you and I don't know each other that well. No, we don't. In fact, we just met. <laughs> <laughs> but like I told Ruth and everyone out there can know this, any friend of Harold Dennis is a friend of mine. Absolutely. Um, uh, he, he's a, you'll probably agree, just an outstanding guy. He is. Really Great is. Guy. So, Harold, if you're listening, uh, stop blushing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um I want to ask, so I, um, just to give you a little background on me, so so my father came here from, from Mexico. He came on a student visa, couldn't okay. speak a word of English. Okay. Came here, learned the language, worked as a busboy, as a waiter, cleaned hospital beds, 
met my mom, went back to Mexico. My mother freaked out, came back here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, long story short, that's how I became. And so when I was born and mostly raised, it was here in DeKalb County. Okay. Um, which is where you're running for sheriff. So I've seen a lot. I went to ele- I went to kindergarten, elementary school, high school, all in DeKalb County. And now I spent part of the year in Mexico, which, which I'm very fortunate. I was able to see two different cultures growing up, um, which was fascinating, and learn two languages growing up, which I recommend for everyone. Uh, but I spent the majority of my time in schooling here in, in DeKalb County. Um, so you for being and you did thirty years. So clearly you're. I mean, were you born in Cab? Are you? Are you? No, I was where, not. Where actually, you, I was born in New Jersey. New Jersey. So, yeah, oh, I'm a Jersey girl. Boy, we could have some yes, stories uh, there. Yes, yes. <laughs> what part of Jersey? I was Trenton, actually. Trenton. Okay. okay. I used to date a girl from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay, small town. Yeah. yeah. She was a. Uh, I, t- I learned a whole new dialect. You're going to get the yeah. bull. Let's go get the bull and let's go play. Yeah, the yeah. big hair. The mm-hmm. <laughs> well, neat. So when did you make it down to Atlanta? Well, I came to Atlanta um, after I left the military. I had an uncle here, actually, who he was ill, and he asked me and my husband if we would come down and, oh. you know, help okay. him out. And mm-hmm. we did. And I, once I got here, I really liked mm-hmm. Atlanta. Well, it's actually, a great place. DeKalb County was mm-hmm. where I ended up. Wow. And I really, okay. really liked DeKalb County. So what gave you that, uh, here I am in DeKalb County, a Jersey girl, I'm going to get into law enforcement? Well, you know, I um, actually like the discipline of the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. I really liked um, Do you have the kids? regiment. Yes. I have, <laughs> How disciplined um, are they? They're very disciplined. My, my <laughs> oldest son is a medical physicist. He's about to... Wow. Um, He's about to get his doctorate. Oh, He's a professor. He was him. the chief of the VA of physics department up in uh, Michigan, wow. Ann Arbor, Michigan. But now he's teaching over at um, UC. Um, so, wow. My my daughter's a biologist. You know, my youngest wow. daughter. She's going on to be a um, PA, physician's assistant. Wow. And my other daughter, she's in law enforcement. So the the chip, my kids are very. My other son you is with computer. Quite the mother. Yeah, they they're very disciplined. They're very good kids. They you know. You are an example so, that needs to be in front of a lot of other parents and kids. Well, <laughs> me and my husband, we've been married for um, thirty years now. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thirty years. So wow. Yeah. You so don't hear that been, enough. No, no. Well, don't. that's great. Well, so, okay, so so you, you the Marine Corps gave you the discipline and that just made you think, okay, I want to I'm going to get in law enforcement. Right. So that that was the step. Great. Right. So then you went to did you, were you in DeKalb County Police Force or were, did you go straight to the sheriff? Straight to the sheriff's office. I actually tested for both and whoever called me first, I knew that's where I was going to go. That's where you're going to go. Wow. Yeah, and when I took my uh, oral exam for the sheriff's office and I told them that I'm going over to PD. I had an appointment scheduled with them. They hired me that day on the spot. Wow. So, yep, tell me to go take my physical. So it all started from there, wow, June 1990. That is yep. excellent. Okay. So, well, let me. I don't want to leave your husband out. What does your husband do? My husband's a police officer. He wow. was also a Marine. I met him in the Marine Corps. What um, a good place to meet. Yeah, That's why you've been together yeah. for 30 something years. Well, I mean, yeah, 35, 35 years. years. I said 30, he'll kill me, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's been so long. It's like, oh, who's counting anymore? Right. Yes. But he's a police officer for DeKalb County. He retired from actually the um, DeKalb County Police Department. Now he works at one of the um, universities or colleges as a police officer. As a police officer. officer. He loves it, so he's happy. I'm happy. Ah, 
Well, excellent. That's awesome. Okay, so so when we fast forward to where um, I don't I don't need to get into a whole lot of craziness on the prior DeKalb County sheriffs and right. what a mess the cab has been. Right. But and maybe we'll touch a little bit on on some of that. But um, but when um, I don't even want to say his name, but when that sheriff did the crazy thing that he did and he got removed, you came in as intermar- in, uh, interim interim. Yes. I can speak. I promise. <laughs> Inter- interim sheriff, right? How how was that? I mean, just give me a, an overview of of coming in to the mess that he, I'm sure, left. Well, um, remember, I only served as the interim for forty days. Okay. So he came back um, after mm-hmm. forty days. He was suspended. Um, the good thing about me d- doing that, it, it prompted me to run for sheriff. I probably okay. would not be here wow. if I had not witnessed what I witnessed. Mm. Um, the taxpayers in DeKalb have to realize there's a lot of waste in mm. their money, their funds, you know. Amen and to that. I, I keep telling, and I'm, and I'm shouting it as loud as I can, that you should not be paying a former sheriff to be a consultant. He should not be driving a Bentley, a Bentley. Oh, on your backs. Oh, he should not be vacationing in the south of France, the South Seas, mm-hmm. on your back. On your dollar. You know, all of this, I think that, and I pray that some elected official, some legislator will put something in place that says, once you leave public office, you cannot get any contracts, work with any contractor or anything for at least 10 to 15 years after you leave hmm. because there's just too much room for corruption. Mm-hmm. They set things up before they, before leave, they office, leave and then the taxpayers are continually hmm. paying for them and their families to become millionaires. Yeah. You know, so what I saw there wow. when I walked into um what you know, the former sheriff man, what he left now, he's a nice guy, so I have mm-hmm. nothing bad to say about him mm-hmm. at all. Right. I will not. Mm-hmm. But I did not like the waste of, of, of funding, mm-hmm. the funds, the right. money. It's the money that got me. If you spend mm-hmm. the taxpayer's money right, if you're good to the citizens, the people who employ you, then you're mm-hmm. okay with me. But mm-hmm. when I see what I saw, right. you know, it's just. Well, I'm glad that, you, that you're speaking out about that because I don't think we hear enough. Uh, and, and not to get too hard on on politics because I, I really I don't like identity politics mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think we hear enough Democrats that speak out against wasteful spending mm-hmm. um, and and for you to speak out against I think is great and mm-hmm. uh, but imagine we're talking about the sheriff's office right imagine the congressional offices and the, right. and the from the local level in DeKalb County all the way up to District 4 which represents a huge chunk right. of DeKalb County of the wastefulness that that goes on mm-hmm. and you and I spoke a little off air about how so many citizens in DeKalb County and and I'm using DeKalb County as an example because because right. you're running for the sheriff uh, but this goes on in many many sure. cities across the country sure. but but we'll focus in on DeKalb because that's what you and I both know the best right. um, the amount of money that's wasted and the 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 amount of votes that don't count, so to speak. And when I mean that is when the citizenry of a city or a county, I should say a county like the cab, will continually to blindly give their vote, whether it's to the sheriff or uh, to uh, the congressman or to uh, the local 
down to the local city government, when they will blindly give their vote because they are a certain letter, then your vote's not meaning anything because those people aren't going to put your interests first. Right. They're just not. And Mm -hmm. I want you to hold on to a thought because we got to go to the next break. As soon as we get back from this break, we'll pick it up from there. So, folks, don't go anywhere. This is going to get even more exciting. Uh, (laughs) You're listening to America's Web Radio One Point with Victor. We will be right back. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, I bet you can roll your R's, can't you? I won't get you to try. <laughs> so I, we had a, a listener pop in and say uh, he's uh, he's Army, and uh, and he said he. he, he it really likes what we were talking about earlier because he says, you know, you, you, as a army or marine or, or veteran, you you take an oath to yes. the Constitution, and that oath doesn't go away until you cease to intake oxygen. Yes. and I, I think that's a good way he put it there. He put it, and I think David would agree. <laughs> so, uh, David is an army veteran. Okay, army veteran. Okay. So, um, but yeah, we uh, we got military everywhere over here. <laughs> we <laughs> we we. We love our military. We really do. So, so before we went to that break, we were talking about um, how if if people would realize, and this isn't just DeKalb. This is everywhere, but but we're talking about DeKalb now. But if people really, really wanted to see how valuable their vote is, then they would throw out some of the same. And I'm talking about corrupt politicians. Yes. I'm talking about some, when we know there's a corrupt sheriff, or we know. And and I'm look. Uh, a, a lot of these people you could probably sit with and have a great dinner with mm-hmm. and, and have a beer with, uh, but that doesn't mean they're spending your money right. Right. And what we should be concerned is, and you mentioned this, is uh, when we put somebody, when we give them 
the the grace of serving us because that's what politicians are. They serve at our will, and we and we the people. Um, we vote and put them there. And when they waste money and when they don't put our interests first or they don't put the, the people's, the county's interests first, uh, then then they need to go. And what's always puzzled me about the cab is, is people, so many people will line up to vote for the same person because of a letter instead of saying, you know what, we need to change this out. We need to go a different direction, and let's let's let them know our vote is going to count. And the biggest message that could ever be sent for whether it be DeKalb Sheriff or or the congressman that's in District Four is to change it up. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting uh, you know Sheriff's man whoever he picked to whoever he would want, and and um, the rest Tillman, or, or the, the rest of them who want certain people to be there, they should put someone like you there. They should step out of their box and comfort zone. And, and put Ruth the Truth there. Um, put somebody like Harold Dennis there. Yes. Because you guys, I know, and just the fact that your middle name now is, <laughs> is the truth, we know we're going to get better from you. Yes. You're going to put the people first. So, so maybe talk a little bit about some of the corruption that you saw and, and, and what, why would a, a Sheriff Ruth be different? Well, as I said, my biggest problem was the way the taxpayer dollar was handled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't emphasize enough um, how much waste there is. I like to say that the budget just went up to $94 million, which wow. is an enigma to me because you have half the inmates that you have. I think you hold 3,000 inmates. You, you're right at half that. You don't have the staffing that you, you don't have full staff. You're like maybe two to 300 officers short. Wow. So. Why does your budget go up to $94 million? That's not including capital improvement costs and things like that. So Mm -hmm. you can see that's huge. The problem I have with the sheriff's office budget is they can create line items and submit them to the commissioners for their budget. Once they get the $94 million, they spend it as they will. And then there's no oversight. There's no accountability. Nobody comes back to Uh. check to make sure they spend it the way they were supposed to spend it. Uh, Spend it. I mean, I remember... um, when we took a trip to the North Georgia mountains, the command staff for three days. And I thought, what a colossal waste Mm. of taxpayers money, because Mm. it wasn't a one star hotel. I promise you it was four star. It was meal service. It was everything. And that's how they, they do things over there. Um, I've seen so much waste. It's ridiculous. And no, the taxpayers, they don't go in, they say nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's in a vacuum. Nobody says anything. I watch um, year after year as commanders are given sixty and $70,000 vehicles, top of the lines, loaded out wow. to drive from work to home. Why? Wow. Why do they need that? Right. Now, if you were outfitting cars for the officers on the road who actually have to, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But when I see, you know, staff members uh, command staff because you're not even if you respond you're you're not in the fray of it the Mm -hmm. the officers are Mm -hmm. so when i see them getting these big luxury vehicles and they are luxury Mm -hmm. vehicles oh i've seen some of them yes to just drive around (laughs) in and just you know free gas it's it's a taxpayer's burden Mm -hmm. and somebody needs to go in there and straighten that out and separate you know the wheat from the taft so to speak it needs to be separated Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of waste. My my biggest concern right now with the sheriff's office, two of them I have that's coming up, and I hope somebody can do something about this. 
the first thing is the commissary. The commissary, the money from the commissary, I could tell you the history of why it's this way, but it's too long. <laughs> so the, the, the commissary um, should be managed by the sheriff's office and the profits from that should go back into the general fund to support the inmate mattresses, um, their uniforms. The taxpayers don't have to pay for that because they if, essentially it could be self-supporting. Mm. But instead, they have a private company. Mm-hmm. That came in when they when legislation came in when the law passed saying the sheriff could no longer get the profit from the commissary. That's how that private company ended up being their friend. And back then, and I was there to witness the transition. So I'm telling you what I know. Um, so now you have people who are now looking at, including a former sheriff who wants to own the commissary because he's a consultant. Yes, he's a consultant, <laughs> but he wants to own the commissary mm-hmm. and get that profit. And get that, that profit. People don't understand. That's millions of dollars. Those they buy everything in there. There's all kinds of food, shoes, clothes, everything mm-hmm. through that commissary. It's a small city. I have a problem with that. And the citizens need to be aware that there's a new jail will be built. It will be built. You have a lot of elected officials that are looking at benefiting from that new jail being built. The citizens need to demand that no elected official can benefit from the building of that new jail, period. Period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if they are there now, five years from now, ten years ago. They cannot benefit benefit from the building of that jail because that is why the jail we have now is in such shoddy condition mm-hmm. because people who benefited should not have benefited that the citizens need to do something your tax dollars are going to waste and my my, my alarm call is i tell people Governor Kemp has already sounded the alarm as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. When he said, he told his um, departments, you're going to have to cut your budget. Mm-hmm. That was a warning bell for everybody. Starts from the top down. Mm-hmm. Every county official, elected official, the top man needs to be telling his um, departments, mm-hmm. cut your cut budget. Cut your budget. Cut your budget because with this coronavirus and the scientists in Washington saying this is going to be one of the darkest winters in modern history, mm-hmm. people are not going to have the money to keep up with their taxes. And some people are going to lose their homes. Mm-hmm. Businesses are not going to have mm-hmm. the profits that right. they used to have. Right. So, you know, I just feel like a, a simple thing to me, like that sheriff's office um, and a $94 million budget, which in my mind could probably be decreased by $10 million. Mm-hmm. But when it's over, there are going to be a few millionaires made off made the off. taxpayers' back. You know, mm-hmm. people go to work every yeah. day, and they vote for these people. Oh, I voted for such and such. But you voting against your own your best interest. own interest. All and, because and you want to be part of a club. Be part of a club. I love that you phrase it that way because I talk about here all the time about the club, the elitist club. Yeah. And, and too many voters get, get suckered in. Uh, by these type of corrupt politicians. Absolutely. And you're right. They're like, oh, well, look what I did. Look what I did. Well, no. Or, okay, let's really look what you did. You're out here working yourself to the bone or you're you're trying to figure out which program can help you, but you're willingly putting people in who are taking money that could be helping Mm -hmm. you. And letting them pad their wallets with it. Yep. Um, I love that you're calling for some type of legislation. And um, I would, I mean, I will stand with you any day. <laughs> Thank you. Any day. Thank you. Um, but I definitely, definitely, definitely will stand with you and call for, for legislation to stop the the ability for somebody like Sheriff Mann to be a consultant. Not Sheriff Mann. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Sheriff Mann. Brown. Uh, Brown. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brown. Um, but to be a consultant. 
and, right. and to to set things up before they leave. And it's not just the sheriff. Politicians do this every day. Right. Um, politicians will get in and they'll work to create avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they can have a stream of income off yes. the taxpayer for the rest of their life. They basically they want a stream of income from the taxpayer in perpetuity. Right. And that's why some of these people go into um, politics, and it's for the wrong reason. And the only way to stop that is for we, the citizen, to say, you know what, no more. Enough's enough. No more. Um, we're not going to vote for that anymore. We're right. going to put somebody like Ruth the Truth in and let – DeKalb County has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Right. To break the mole that has been the last few sheriffs and put somebody like you in. Right. And this is the message that I, I hope we can get to DeKalb. Right. I hope because so. Because you're too. right. You're 100% right. There's so much waste. And it drives me crazy when, you know, if you read a lot of the historical documents of the founding of our country, mm-hmm. um, whether it be. Um, uh, the founding, uh, any of the founding fathers, uh, but but you look at a lot of the patriots back then, and a lot of the writings, whether it's the Federalist Papers or just personal writings, you'll find a theme, and that theme was for a free republic to work, for for a, a for a people to be self governed, mm-hmm. um, which is what we are. We're a republic. For that to happen, you've got to have n- common folks go and serve. That means common folks get elected, go serve, right. and go home. And then the next one goes up and serves, and they go home. And if you are of meager earnings and you go to serve, you shouldn't become a millionaire yes. off the backs of the taxpayer. And how many politicians do we have today that started out with very little? And as soon as they got in the public office, by the time they were done, not only were they extremely rich their kids were their family I mean, and yeah, on down the ridiculous. line yes. and that's the kind of thing that i'm so happy to hear you speak out about because you may be uh, a democrat and i may be a libertarian or a re- republican or whoever else around this table may call themselves that uh, or whatever they call themselves this isn't an issue that that is a that should be a d or an r or an l or an i right. it's about people right and if we continue to allow voters to be taken advantage of, um, and if voters allow themselves, you know, a lot of this has to be, you know, I speak a lot about self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten away from it. And we're, we're pumping out too many kids from high school to college that just, they just don't learn self-responsibility. Right. And if you can't take care of yourself, how can you help a neighbor? Right. And if you can't right. help that neighbor, how can we help a community? So right. so many politicians love to talk about the community and we gotta help and do it for the community. Well if we can't help ourselves, we can't help our neighbor. That's right. And this is where I think your message is from from what I've heard so far, Ruth, <laughs> is outstanding. And so how can we get more and more people into CAP to understand this message? It's it's tough because people to me, what I'm really like realizing it's it's almost like a cult like fascination with certain people. It, it, they really have a cult like following. Mm-hmm. And what I say that is, you remember when Jim Jones had everybody to drink the Kool Aid? You knew you were going to die, but mm-hmm. you drank the Kool Aid anyway. It anyway. <laughs> and so I watch in fascination as people continually, and and they'll say to me, you know, when they talk to me off record, oh, I really don't like this guy, but you know. They, they feel like he's some kind of power monger or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to break the trance that DeKalb County is in. 
I love DeKalb County. Mm-hmm. I really do. Me I think too. it's a great place. I I love going to Stone Mountain oh, to work out. Me too. <laughs> you know, I like the city of Decatur, what it's become. I don't oh, know if you've been there. It's absolutely. great. Absolutely. I think Avondale Estates has that rustic oh, charm. It's just beautiful. Avondale. To, yes, that we lake. Could, you know, Ruth. Just for the, so this show on Point with Victor is heard from California to New York to Jersey. Oh wow! To uh, to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we're a national show. Um, so for for those of you out there who are listening to so you guys know that that my show originates in in Georgia. Uh, we're in Atlanta, Sandy Springs, Georgia, to be exact, very close mm-hmm. to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you hear Ruth and I talk, and, 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 and thank you for indulging, letting us get a little bit into Georgia, but when you come to, and a lot of people are coming to visit Georgia. I mean, yes. Georgia, I got to tell you, Ruth, when I went to uh, um, the tag office, when the tag office reopened a few weeks ago, uh, I, I've been waiting and waiting because I, <laughs> I had a truck that I had to get a tag for. And uh, so I went, and uh, everyone had to stand outside because mm-hmm. they weren't allowing people to come inside yet or anything like that. So we all had to gather outside, and then they called your number, and you got to go in and get your tag. Right. Well, while I was outside, uh, we had a, a parking security guard who was helping people park and directing traffic. And I stood with her and was just chatting with her and chatting with her. And I saw plate after plate from New York, New Jersey, sure. and Illinois. Those are the top three. Mm-hmm. So I know we're getting visitors here to Georgia. Yep. So I want to I wanna tell people, um, when you hear us talk a little bit about Avondale Estates, come to Georgia and yes. see what we're talking about. Because Avondale Estates, so historic. Yes. Decatur, Beautiful. so historic. Yes. Stone Mountain, yes. amazing place. Yes. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're gonna, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the amazing places. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and medical director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was a short break. You know, we like to get some short breaks out of the way. <laughs> so, um, so let's just talk a little bit about for those out there who may not be familiar with Georgia, but they may be planning to come here. Um, the reason why you and I are so impassioned when we talk about Georgia, um, and and look, Georgia's been on the map lately, not in in a good light all the time, but. Georgia is a fantastic place, yes, and, it is. and um, 
So with those listeners out there, uh, we do get emotional and passionate when we talk about Georgia because uh, Georgia has a fantastic history. Uh, we, we have places, like you mentioned, Avondale Estates. Now, Avondale Estates, mm-hmm. you talk about a place that has really turned around. Yes. And has they have that historic roots, mm-hmm. and now they're really starting to come around. And, and, yes. and it is a destination now. Yes. Um, and that is a prime example of what, right in the middle of the cab, right in the middle of the cab, um, can become a a destination for people to visit. Yes, for people to want to live. Yes, to you know before that might have been an area where people were, oh no, I'm going to get shot if I drive down a Memorial Drive going to. Um, but you know what, that area has what a turnaround. Yes. Um, and Decatur. You Decatur. Decatur. Oh, they've I done a fantastic job. They absolutely have. Oh you, there's not a eatery around Decatur that you wouldn't want to stop at yes. if you drive through. Yes. And you can walk everywhere. And you can walk everywhere. The high school is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, great ratings. It, it has oh, everything. Oh, uh, Fernbank. Uh, Fernbank. Uh, yes, the there. Science Center. I mean, that. that's... <sighs> Yes, folks, that's here in Georgia, and yeah. that's here in Decatur. Um, and we have some great memorials. We have the Veterans Hall of Fame. We've yes. got uh, the Healing Wall. We've There's, there's, uh, yeah, there's just tremendous. So yeah. every now and then, I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. it's fun to deviate and talk about the good. There's so much good here. Yes, there now, is. Now, you mentioned you work out at Stone Mountain. Yes. So tell me, what, what does your workout entail at Stone Mountain? I actually, um, I, I had to slow it down because I hurt one of my knees Uh-oh. so I backed off but I enjoy the run around the base it's five miles wow. um, I hike up the mountain mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that um, there's another trail that I like to use down by the golf co- mm-hmm. course I mm-hmm. go that way haven't played oh. golf there yet but yeah. I've been on the course Are you a golfer? So I'm just learning how to play I oh. want to really get into it. I know it seems to be really we, peaceful so we should play so <laughs> I am horrible um, I went to Top Golf the other night and I couldn't hit I was lucky that I didn't hit the guy next to me that was oh, not wow. that bad um, but I love the uh, the beauty of being outdoors mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so that's why I do like it so anyway we should do an event at Stone Mountain Oh, that would be great. Uh, we should actually do an event and have to climb the mountain. So I, oh, that I, would be great, I, I too. I love to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we could do something uh, climbing for uh, climbing for justice or climbing, oh, that would be climbing good. For, yes. for, yeah, we could do a number of things. Yes, We're gonna I, have like to talk. I like We're that. I like that. We're going to have to talk. I like that. Uh, and those of you folks who, who are not familiar with Stone Mountain, there is a walk path from the bottom to the top. So you can actually walk and and climb up Stone Mountain, and yeah. it and it uh, it is a workout. Yes, it is. I've uh, I've run up Stone Mountain. I don't. I couldn't oh, do it today. I, was I say, could not do it today. <laughs> <laughs> this was the uh, younger me, uh, but I still love to go in and climb. Yeah, so that's awesome. Well, I, so then I since you do that, so you're into to staying fit or, or yeah, working I, out. yeah. That's why you look so young. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. It works. <laughs> No, that's Thank great you. because when we have you as sheriff, <laughs> we need a fit sheriff out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Set yes. the example. Yes. Now, let's see. That leads me to, to further our discussion. When you're not just talking the talk. Right. You want to lead by example, yes. which I am sure is another marine trait. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes. um, 
But you do learn. You do learn in military, uh, and not just military, other places too. But you do learn to li- to to live by example, right? And and I bet you, I'm sure you did it for your kids. I mean, yes. my gosh, your son is a physicist, medical physicist, a medical physicist. Your yep. daughter's a biologist, yep. and then your other daughter is in law enforcement. And my youngest son is working on his degree, some computer or something. Oh, he does. Wow. I can't so even anything with IT. Yeah. He's set. <laughs> he is set. So so that so clearly you've led by example. Sure. Um, I bet you you. Were quite, uh, probably a parent like my parents. You know, my parents. I mean, you you can look at me. I have been all of five foot three for my, and that's if I'm wearing the right shoes. <laughs> and uh, my parents always, always told me. My, my, I can hear my father all the time. Um, he would tell me. He goes, Victor. Well, he would call me other things too, but uh, but he would tell me. He goes, look, life isn't always easy, right? Yes, you may be brown. And you're short, and um, and let me tell you, going through high school at five foot two, yeah. <laughs> and then college, it isn't easy to be a dude and be this short. But but I I joke with people and tell them a lot that I didn't know I was short until I got to college. Wow! Because my father always said, if something's going to slow you down, it will be you. If right. you don't achieve something, it'll be you. Right. Um, whether it is, wow, that's a big bicycle. Whether you ride that bicycle or not is up to you. Okay. No one can tell you no. Um, no one can stop you or slow you down other than yourself. That's the first thing he really taught me throughout my life, and and I've carried that with me. And right. it sounds like you, clearly with the success sure. of your children that mm-hmm. you've probably told them mm-hmm. your biggest impediment will be yourself. Right. And uh, and the other thing that I learned a long time ago, and this was the help of my dad and my mom, is is not allowing me to be a victim. Right, not allowing me to be a victim, Probably. and and I, I can't stress that enough. So maybe from your perspective, um, how do you view that? With because we have such a victim mentality mm-hmm. out there in the in the country, um, I was always taught, don't be a victim. Mm-hmm. There's bad things are going to happen. You, you, there are bad people, mm-hmm. and there are going to be bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. But if you don't be a victim, then you're going to overcome. So speak to me on that. Now, I, I'm based on what you just uh, said, but when you say don't be a victim, like with my kids, we, me and my husband were both Marines, so mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody was a victim. Oh, man, it would have been, hard to, <laughs> been pretty hard to survive in our uh-huh. house as a victim. As a victim. Because <laughs> that would go away real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, sometimes circumstances from when people were children caused them to have inherently be victims because mm-hmm. they were victimized at such a young mm-hmm. age right, they can't right. mm-hmm. but for the people who don't have that and I'm not going to say excuse that circumstance mm-hmm. to 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 make them victims um I, I agree with, wholeheartedly with you, with what your father said. Don't be a victim. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to stand. And one of the things I always say is you need to stand flat on your own two feet mm-hmm. and have at it. And have at it. And have at it. Wow. Um, there's, you know, um, America is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of those places where it, if you stand and you assert yourself and you go for what you want. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, you will achieve your goal. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be roadblocks in your way. There will mm-hmm. be people who try to stop you for, for their own selfish reasons. For, exactly. But ignore them, like as your dad's, and just keep yeah. it moving. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Yeah, what, what he always, uh, what I learned so much from my family, and, 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 and it's, 
And, and from so I also studied under Japanese martial arts uh, huh. school for years, and that I can't tell you the confidence that gave me. Wow, and yeah. and, and uh, but learning that um, uh, that Japanese way, that Eastern philosophy, uh, but but just like my father instilled in me, and and what that school instilled in me was. There are going to be tribulations. Mm-hmm. There's going to be roadblocks, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be people who just out of selfish reasons mm-hmm. will want to pull you down because they want to pull them down with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we just can't allow that. Right. And you don't let that chip sit on the shoulder. Right. Forgiveness. Right. you got to knock the chip mm-hmm. off. you got to have forgiveness, and you got to move forward. That's true. And that's how you make a better life. And that's, that's why right. I think America's great as well, like you mentioned. So, okay, we've got about 30 seconds or so. Ruth, give us 30 seconds of of, uh, why we need to vote for Ruth and where they can find you. How can they help? Okay. Uh, I am Ruth the Truth Stringer, and I'm running for Sheriff of DeKalb County because I want to bring transparency, transformation, and truth. It is necessary in these times. The truth is paramount. We must have that. You can reach me by going to stringerforsheriff.com. Stringer for Sheriff, F-O-R is spelled out. If you want to cash at me, that would be great. String of 2020. And how can you help me? I am running against the machine right now, Mm -hmm. um, an established machine. Mm -hmm. And I would appreciate any support you can give me financially. That would be great. But just know that the best thing you can do, citizens of DeKalb County, is get out and vote. I want you to vote. For Ruth the Truth. Oh, awesome. Truth. Thank you so much for being yes. my guest. I'm going to have you back. Well, thank and, you. And uh, we will talk some more. <laughs> yes. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Locked and loaded with Roger B. is up next. <laughs> You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.